0: Welcome to the Los Angeles Sentinel Daily Brief. This is where we bring you the headlines that are impacting the Black experience. I'm Nielle Anderson, and here's what you need to know for today. There's a huge conversation locally, statewide and nationally about tobacco products in the African-American community. Here in California, Prop 31 was just passed in November, and we're going to have a conversation with Carol Magruder, co-chair of the African-American Tobacco Control Leadership Council, to talk about what's happening in California and on a national level when we talk about tobacco, menthol and African-Americans. So you're in Los Angeles. Can you talk to us about why you're here in L.A.? Well, I'm here in L.A. because we came down to meet with our new Madam Mayor,
1: Karen Bass, um, on Saturday, myself and the other co-chair, Dr. Philip Gardner and Dr. Valerie Yerger, who's our third unofficial co-chair. Okay. And uh, Madam Mayor Bass has been standing with us since she was the Speaker of the Assembly and went on to become Chair of the Congressional Black Caucus. And so we were enthused that she's here at this time, at this moment, because it's a very exciting time for African Americans and commercial tobacco control in terms of really making some headway to get the deadliest killer of black people off the market once and for all.
0: Can you uh, take a deeper dive into the impact of menthol cigarettes on African Americans? I would love to. So menthol
1: eighty percent ninety percent of black smokers who smoke smoke a mentholated tobacco product and that's led some people to mistakenly believe that menthol is part of our culture that it's part of our community um, and the reason that for that that such a high percentage of black people smoke mentholated products is because these products were dumped in our communities when I was a teenager um, in the 60s and 70s and mm-hmm. seeded uh, menthol cigarettes like Dave Chappelle was given free cigarettes when he was 14 at, in Washington DC at the Metro mm. uh, young woman uh, who was given cigarettes when she was nine years old? Who, if she were alive, she would be my age in Boston. Um, so that's the fight, and that's the reason why these getting these products are so um, critical to our health. So forty-five thousand Black people die every year from tobacco-induced diseases, and that's more than everything else combined. So when you of, say everything else combined? You're talking about like cancer, I'm about HIV AIDS, homicides, HIV, yeah. AIDS, car accidents all the cancers that are non-tobacco-related, breast cancer, prostate cancer, bladder cancer, um, pancreatic cancer, all of these can be are, can be caused by different reasons,
0: and one of those reasons c- could be tobacco. And so, the council's mission is to totally ban menthol. Our mission
1: is to save the lives of the 45,000 black people who died from tobacco-induced diseases every year in this country. And how do you do that? Well, you take those products off the market. So So we're talking about a ban. We're talking about a ban. And we've been working on that Locally, we're California-based, but this is a national issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually sued the FDA. So mm-hmm. people, when you know, people are people are like, why are you taking our cigarettes off?" So those those were left on. Right. The other other flavored tobacco products were taken off the market when President Barack Obama, we can remember him, signed the Tobacco Control Act in 2009 because of uh, leaders. I, Karen Bass wasn't in Congress then, but there was a, another woman, Donna Christensen, who was a medical doctor, mm-hmm. the representative for the Virgin Islands. So there was an amendment put on the Tobacco Control Act at the behest of the Congressional Black Caucus that charged the FDA to do something about menthol. If we hadn't had that amendment, then probably nothing would have been done because they wouldn't have had the legal requirement mm. to do something. So then in 2009, they began to study, they began to make decisions, but they never acted on them because there's so much political interference. And there's so much money on the table with the tobacco industry cartel that they managed to block everything. So we sued them mm-hmm. along with the Action of Smoking Your Health. With the American Medical Association, okay. which is the, our white doctors, and the National Medical Association, which is our black doctors. Mm-hmm. We're actually co plaintiffs with us mm. with the FDA. And nationally, this, to, these products are supposed to come off the market this year in August. But Whoa. we know that we have such gridlock on that federal level. We know that nothing moves. And that's why cities and states have the authority to do certain things. And they need to do those things to protect their people right now. And which they brings will see, you to L.A. Which
0: brings me to, to L.A. To talk to Mayor Bass. Yes. Now, this conversation is very controversial within the black community. yes. Some say with the ban you'll have more situations like what happened to Eric Garner at the store in New York, and we know that made national headlines. What's your response to the pushback from the community? I'm talking about organizations like the National Action Network. Black leaders are pastors. Some pastors are pushing back on this conversation. What's your response to that?
1: My response to that is that most of the people who, who are pushing back Receive money from the tobacco industry. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So you have to follow the money. So we have people, you know, Al Sharpton, who's a champion for our community, who's fought, you know, now he's, everybody wants to talk to Al Sharpton, but there was a time when people didn't, you know, he wasn't getting their respect, but he still takes money from Reynolds American Tobacco, which is Newport cigarettes. And so we want to have that conversation, Mm -hmm. but without people who are taking money from the number one killer of black people. They can't they don't they don't they don't merit a seat at that table. But our position is that we can't wait and let the biggest killer, the biggest wolf roam around quietly in our community while we're crying and grieving over the loss of our black men who are dying on camera. Um, and so we're seeing it graphically and and that is a visceral gut reaction that we have as a community and that we have to do something about that. The
0: marketing for menthol cigarettes versus Marlboro. Yes so Marlboro is not a menthol cigarette right? There are mentholated marble
1: cigarettes but the the mentholated products which ones that are really ingrained in us our communities of course are Newports, Cools and Salem's so the but the marketing The tobacco industry markets to everybody, that's their specialty. But what they did to our community Mm -hmm. was they came in and they really manipulated and co-opted our culture. And I met a woman just ironically in Cuba, who used to do the Coca-Cola advertising? So she came, would come behind these tobacco executives who designed the media in the 70s, and those were white people mm-hmm. who were defining what blackness is, what coolness is, what the revolution is, and 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 turning that around to to market a deadly product to us that's addictive and that self-populates once you get addiction going, you get right. a community norm, then it just you know it grows like weeds. And so that is that that pernicious marketing. And the criminals are the tobacco companies because they are federally adjudicated racketeers. Mm -hmm. And we have borne the brunt of their mafioso racketeering. We have borne the brunt of that targeting and the inattention by the public health agencies that are supposed to protect us, which would be the FDA, and that's why we sued them. Right. Um, And so we are working on all levels, and so we need to work on demand and supply.
0: I just want to talk a little bit about Prop 31 Mm -hmm. um, and just talk about what that implies, because it just passed on the ballot in November. Right.
1: So Prop 31 was a proposition. It was a referendum put on the ballot by the tobacco industry cartel after Mm -hmm. Senate Bill 793 had been passed Bipartisan vote. Newsom had signed it. That would have taken effect in June of 2020. So that was voted in. The industry collect signatures. So now that's delayed two more years. So every year of delay is another generation. It's another uh, addicted group of folks who, who might not have been that way if we were able to do something about this. So Prop 31 passed in November, and now California is in the process, at the second state after Massachusetts, of taking these products off the shelf. This is about retailers, and at the fine is $250 for retailers, and it's about Seems interrupting... Like it should be a little higher. It should be a little bit higher. It should be a little bit higher, but we get things, and then we... $250 we'd be a, a
0: per parking incident. ticket right. would be $500. Exactly,
1: exactly. But if they get several citations, if they get their license pulled. Okay. So, the big thing is to get them to stop doing it, and then they'll, they have to have a tobacco license. They won't be able to sell any products. So, mm-hmm. that builds up. And we're talking about blunt papers, tobacco rolling papers, cigarettes. flavored Flavored tobacco products. So, black and Mouth, Swisher Sweets Backwoods, the the flavored cigarettes and flavored vaping products as well. So Hookah got an exemption, we didn't want that. Um, does but,
0: hookah have tobacco in it? It does. Oh, it does, right. and
1: hookah is okay. not good. Hookah is, is not good. People think of it as a less harmful alternative, but it is not. It has its own inherent problems, and we're gonna get with hookah. We're gonna get with Right now, we're land. trying to we're trying to get with our people and okay. save our people first.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, before we let you go, what resources are yes. available yes. once you snatch yes. these products yes. off yes. the
1: street? So we want our community to know that we are here to support each other. We do this for our black smokers, even though they might feel under siege and that there are tons of resources now. Mm -hmm. So the state has resources. People need to call 800-300-8086 and that you will get a counselor who will walk you through this. There's also kickitca.org you can, for people who want to just get online. And we also have, through our African-American Statewide Coordinating Center, which the website is amplify.love. We have here in L.A., actually, Dr. Karen Beard, who's heading up our efforts to really put um, quitting smoking in the context of our lives, which okay. has to do with a lot of extra stress, mm-hmm. racism, social determinants of health. So we're tailoring programs for people. Uh, whatever you get you can get it how you want it. And so, and that's part of what AATCLC does. And our website is savingblacklives.org is we are on all different aspects of commercial tobacco control. We are in this, we are leaders of this movement and we are gonna make sure that our people are getting the services that, that they need, that we pull together. People can quit and people can have, we can have bright, vibrant and healthy black communities. And that's what this is about, the big picture. Do you know what
0: amazes me? That from this conversation, I feel like marijuana is safer than tobacco. In terms of your health? Yeah, Uh in terms of your health. And marijuana was used to disenfranchise and lock up so many people of color, yet white people were able to legalize something that is killing us. It just Mm -hmm. gives you something Mm -hmm. to think about. It gives you something to think about. It really does. does. But nevertheless kickitca.org. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. And for the latest in Black news, you want to head over to lasentinel.net. I'm Niel Anderson, and you have just been debriefed.